What's up, Royals, and welcome back to the Dear King Podcast. I'm your guys, Pia, and listen, today, I got a question for you. What is the cost of beauty? Dear King, as I stand under the fountain of your faithfulness, I can't help but want to spread your goodness. Help us boast in our weaknesses so that your power can rise up in us. May we remember where our help comes from and tell the world just how great you are. From my heart to yours, your daughter, Pia. What's up, Royals? Welcome back to The Fold, honey. If you are here for premiere, welcome. Get into them comments so I know what's what going on in your life. I hope you are happy. I hope you are well. I hope wherever you are watching this that you are having a good time, child. And if you ain't, reach out to me. I'll be happy to pray with you or give you an encouraging word because that's what I'm called to do. And I am a part of your community. You can email me at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com or get in my DMs because I do check up at dearkingpodcast on Instagram. Okay. So today we got things to talk about, but first things first, check this out. Okay. It's been a few weeks now, but I hope you've gotten outside to see the Little Mermaid. Child, for nothing else, it's for the culture, okay? Live-action Disney movies are popping up all over the place, and I'm here for this one. I'll be honest and say that when it first came out, I was like, ain't nobody need that. We don't need that. We don't need an extra movie. Disney, y'all just trying to come up with another reason to be in my pocketbooks. Like, y'all, we do not need another Ariel for show. I was wrong, child. This movie gave all of the things. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was visually pleasing. And I thought the story was so true. Now, what I didn't need was the man. The man, whatever his name is, can't think of it in the moment. But he, the prince, he had a song. I ain't like it. Also... He wasn't one of them Disney princes that could sing. So I just feel like they could have kept that song in particular. But other than that, child, it was a real good time. I really enjoyed it. I took the girls out to see it. We went at night. And even um, the baby, Charlie, was super engaged with it. Um, beautiful story. And it's just to support what Disney is trying to do as far as being inclusive on the screen. And we enjoy that. You can be in, you can give us a check in the name of inclusivity. <laughs> we'll take all of the checks, okay? And so go out there, support that movie, show your little girls because representation absolutely matters. Um those mermaids was in all shapes, sizes and colors, my friend. They was <laughs> giving all the things, okay? The king's daughters was looking good, okay? So make sure you go out there so that they can see that they have so much to um, see and to experience through this movie. And I really do hope that you go and check it out, okay? Listen, make sure you tell me what you think I should check out. Of course, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to see if it's worth it. And if it is, I'll share it with the world, girl. I ain't stingy. Listen, our favorite subject is up next, and we keeping the same energy. These are things you should and should not do. You should know your friends. Pray. Pray, okay? These are the facts. All right. These are my facts. Not to be confused with take me to core facts. Especially not to be confused with get in my comments and be disrespectful facts. Because I 
don't play that. However, my facts are always how I feel like we should govern ourselves. So today is no different. And again, like I said, we're keeping that same energy. Well, I think you should go support the um, mermaid movie. What I don't think you should support is this new Ariel um, merchandise that they've created for baby Ariel from the past. Okay, here's my problem. Disney, if you're listening, if you're watching, we, we us people, we don't, we don't agree. As you can see, I'm wearing a throwback um, mermaid vintage, if you will, uh, mermaid t-shirt that I got from Mo Wally World. And at the time, I was like, oh, this is cute, vintage throwback. What I didn't expect was to go into the Disney store and see uh, shelves full of brand new, new reimagined material that had our old redhead freckle face Ariel on it. Now, they had information and content and all the things for us. Beautiful, look at this. Look at our beautiful new area on the screen, okay? She's giving, she's doing all the things, and I think it's absolutely gorgeous. I think what they did produce for us really was great. And by us, I do mean us who look like the new area, okay? I feel like they gave us all the things. But what I think they did is try to appease everybody else who was dissatisfied with their choice. And I think they did that by creating new material, new purses, new clothes, new toys that mirrored the um, animated version. And I think that's a, I think that's in poor taste, if I'm honest, because I feel like you, you haven't been selling this merchandise. When I go into the Disney store, they have the same one princess doll that they've been having, or they may have some different variations depending on, you know, say, sizes and activity sets. But to roll out a complete new merchandise set at the release of this movie in the name of nostalgia, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely, positively not. And I'm going to tell you, there was no mention of all this when y'all threw out The Lion King. When The Lion King came out, you didn't say, oh, let's make old Lion King stuff. No. Y'all kept that energy and had new pride stuff. And you kept, kept that stuff. And you, I feel like they have allowed the noise from other communities about this decision to, um, to influence their marketing. And I get it. If those people wanted to support those things, I get it's a money grab. And, you know, you got to live with that dis business decision. But I would encourage us not to do that. Don't go supporting something when you, when you feel like, you know, it's a little, it's a little side. I, I'm side-eyeing that for real. I don't like that. I don't think it should have happened. I'm very grateful for the materials in, in the merchandise that we do have because there has been a great rollout. There's a lot of musical things and a lot of um, representation because all of her material does look like her. You know, her dolls look like her. And so I'm very grateful for that. I can be and both. They can exist in the same place. I'm very grateful for this and disappointed with this. So let me know how you feel about that in the comments. I would really like to know how you feel about them maybe putting out both at the same time in the climate that we're in. Because I want our little girls to know that they are individually accepted as is without the exception being offered as well. Okay. Love you guys. Those are the facts. I hope you run with them. 
Yes. Okay, Royals. So today we are going to talk about self-image. We're going to talk about what it means to be beautiful. We're going to talk about what out, how we show up in the world and what that really means deep down and kind of how our minds have morphed over time to determine for ourselves if we're beautiful, if we're attractive and what um, that really means. So in culture, right, today, we have, culture has suffered a loss. Um, we are grieving the loss of a beautiful mother, um, a beautiful girl, just an overall human being, content creator, influencer, whatever you would have, um, Jackie O. And that has burned a lot of controversy, a lot of conversation um, surrounding the the nature of her passing. And so I won't pretend to know all the details, but we there is some information that we have, and it just has burned a lot of conversation uh, around image and what that means. And for me, I feel like it is much deeper than um it's much, our our self-image, our self-worth, our esteem. Um comedian, this just came to mind, y'all, I told y'all I'm I'm church and out there. But a comedian Cat Williams said it's the theme of yourself. Like it's self-esteem, a theme of yourself. And it's it's funny we laugh ha 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 ha, but a lot of outside um, influences make our self esteem. It makes what we see in the mirror um, project a certain way. So like, no little girl looks in the mirror. The example comes to mind. No little girl looks in the mirror and she says, "Ooh, I want braces." It's like, why do you want braces? Because I have a gap. Well, what's wrong with your gap? Like, oh well, I saw these kids. They don't have gaps. But what makes your gap the problem? And so that's what I really want to bring to the conversation today. It's like, where does our self-esteem, maybe I can ask you, where did your self-esteem come from? And at, from the male perspective, where do you, where do you, what's your marker or measure for your appearance and how you present in the world? Well, allow me to like separate okay. for a second. The, Self-image and self-esteem are, in my opinion, two different two different things. Okay. So when we're if we're talking about our how we esteem ourselves, right? That's how we feel about ourselves. Okay. Right. Uh, how we feel is introspective. Okay. It's introspective. It's it's internal, right? And self-image is what we present optically. Okay. okay. Optically. Okay. So how how I how and what I feel like society tells us what's optically good, and then we as individuals measure that. For and what I mean by that, let me give you an example. If I don't have a haircut, right? I say I don't look appealing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going outside to a place where. Um, your appeal is necessary. Okay. But, so I don't, because I don't look appealing. My mm -hmm. image is not appealing. Okay. Right? But my, how I esteem myself is totally separate to that. That's can, good. Can nobody tell me, I don't care if I have on sweats, dirty drawers, no haircut, I'm still a good person. Okay. That's I'm still fair. A, I'm still yeah. a good person. Right? And I feel that way about myself. I feel 
I'm an intelligent person. I feel I'm a great human being, though I don't look appealing in this in this moment. Okay, so how do you know? How do what? What about your in, internally says I am a good person? Because let's say, for instance, you by society standards are not an appealing looking individual. Mm -hmm. Haircut aside, mm -hmm. clothes aside, you just do. You're not an attractive person. Mm -hmm. That that would beg that you may not attract people to you. Mm -hmm. So what? How do you measure your then esteem, internal esteem, it without that validation? Well, again, I feel like you you have to be able to to separate the two, because my belief is, and you might you you as an individual who knows me very well you might not believe this but it's so true. I'm, so you tell me I'm about to call <laughs> you might a you bogus might. on you you're right you okay. might but it's true I don't believe there's anybody on earth that can't find somebody okay I, I just don't believe it even the people that don't have I don't I don't think aesthetically yeah aesthetically I don't think because of how you you're you don't have nobody because of how you look. There is somebody yeah. who will For think everybody. you're beautiful or who think you're attractive and appealing enough to want you, to desire you, and things of things of that nature. So again, I feel like you 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 have to as an individual be able to separate, you know, who you are and how you how you esteem yourself versus image. Because again, the the people, society, whoever society is, we always whoever say society, they whoever they are, <laughs> they've they've created the the mode of what beauty is. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They've created that mode. Now, that mode may not look beautiful to me. Okay. But society says it's beautiful. Right. 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 Soci okay. Society says it's beautiful, but to me, I think that's very unattractive. Mm -hmm. I think a uh, What's what's a very slim measurement? A size four. Size four? Yuck. <laughs> Not yuck. <laughs> yuck. To you. To personal me. preference. Yeah, to me. Okay, so to right? your point, there's a jack for every Jill. That's right, what my grandma right, used to say. Yeah. There's a jack for every Jill. Right. Okay, so what do we do? Now, self-esteem aside, because we do believe there's self-esteem, I agree with that. Self-esteem, how you value yourself or how you see yourself internally, your integrity, your morals, how, what you're built up mm -hmm. of in the inside really should... Um, be your standard for self-esteem. Nobody should be able to tell you you dictate that for mm -hmm. yourself and how you show up in the world. Now, as it relates to self-image, mm -hmm. that Jack for Every Jill is starting to look like a lot of Jills are trying to look like Jill. Yeah. They all Jill. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't it ain't too many variations. No. It ain't Jill, Janice, Jackie. It's the all Jill Factory. Everybody's <laughs> trying to look like Jill. It's they just the Jill rolling factory. out Jills. <laughs> And that, I feel like, is the primary problem. And that's what the the bigger conversation right now is, why are we going through the extreme measures to look like Jill? See, I, I, don't, I don't know if the, the Jills of the world, the anybody who goes to the Jill factory, I don't think they're doing it for self-esteem. Or self-image? Not even just self-image. I, I believe that... You know, when you when you start talking about people who change themselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, getting any, and this is nothing. You know, I don't have any dog in the fight when it comes to. Yeah. So let's press. Let's set that precedent. We're not saying you should or should not do anything. Yeah. 
what I think we're saying is having an internal, making an internal decision based on internal, um, that, you know, your internal decisions, just blanket like that. I don't think personally that if you have any type of elective surgery to correct, uh, push up, slim down my mind because they throwing surgeries at me and I, I may or may not take it. But what I'm saying is, I'm not, we're not, so we're not saying that in any way, shape, or form that you should not do anything. Absolutely. What we are saying, though, is that it should be a personal, internal decision. And we're hoping, at least I'm saying, I'm hoping that it's not because of all the jills that's popping out, portraying that this is what is expected of you or this is what is expected. And I feel like I'm going to be on the woman's side and I'm going to say that I feel like for a lot of time, women have felt like they had to be a certain way. They had to look a certain way to attract a certain type of man, to attract a certain type of respect, to be able to show up fully in a room. A lot of times men think that we show up in rooms just for the men, but I'm going to be honest with you, women have the hair, they have the lashes, they have the makeup, they have the purses for the women in the room and trying to measure up to that even in um, this in this, in this time. So... I'm going to pass it back to you because I really do want to hear your perspective on how, why you feel like the image, um, what, what you feel like the Jills are doing it for. Um, well, one, it's always been this way. Always. When I say always, always. There was an image um, that women tried to uphold 20, 30 years ago. You know, um, back in my day, the women that were considered the standard of beauty, they were not robust. They were not, you know, the Halle Berry's, the Stacey Dashes, the the the, you know, all all those, you know, the Neil Longs back in the day mm-hmm. and things like that. They were petite, not necessarily mm-hmm. voluptuous, but no, they were no, the no. standard of, of beauty. what beauty beauty of beauty what beauty was, right? And so that's what people they were taking them the diets, they were taking the pills, they were, you know, trying to doing exercising, you know, till they pass out not eating and things of that nature. Now, the standard has flipped, you know? And so the standard is now, if you don't have, you know, big behind, if you're not a, at minimum, a double D, and if they're not perking up and your waist ain't slim and your thighs ain't thick, you know, then you're not, you're not measuring up to, to, to the standard of, of that. So that has always, there has always been a standard. It's changed. Over time. Over over time. But whatever, again, whatever society says it is, that's the that's the pursuit of it. But so now, from my a man's perspective, why I believe is such a a, a a stampede for women to, you know, look this way. Um, sorry I gotta say this. I, I think us as men contribute to it. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I was going to ask you flat out, but I'm glad yeah. you yeah. went ahead and offered it yeah. up. I hate to put it out there, fellas. Let's <laughs> throw us under the bus. But no, I, I, I think we, we contribute to it because a lot of the times we do bypass the, the women who may not have that voluptuous outline and Coke bottle shape. And, you know, they may not have those things, but again, they're great women. They're educated women. They're nurturing women. They're loyal women. You know what I mean? Um, they have all of these traits that we that I, I know we need, 
to have a successful, healthy relationship. Yeah. But we'll bypass that because optically, you know, we've we've you know succumbed to our physical desires yeah. and things like that. And then so then when you start talking about, you know, the people who get those those surgeries and the people who have elect to have those those modifications done to their body, um, you know, they're attracting the upper echelon of 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 men. And I think that's because those men of that type of standard sometimes, oftentimes want the trophy more than they want the person. Most definitely. I don't necessarily feel like they are looking for my wife who's going to nurture and raise my children in the moment. Now, I'm not to say that those voluptuous women or people who elect to have those surgeries don't are not internally great people, good women. I just think that we don't lead with that. So you and us that are on the outside of it, not me personally, but us on the other side of it that feel the the lack of self-image or don't feel like they measure up, I feel like they look at that and be like, this is all I need. When to men's credit, I think the average man wants the whole package. Mm -hmm. It's just what attracts you initially is the body. So if that's the case, do you feel like men have similar experiences when it pertains to their image? Is there any time men feel like I need to do something? Because I'm going to tell you, these hairlines is coming up. Um, these hairlines, they these these surgeries, these wigs that I'm seeing on the Instagrams and the talk app. Let me, let me tell you this though, and I'm not saying it don't exist, but culturally that's not our thing. <laughs> it is. What, no, what is not the not not in, not not is a black not, man. Not not in 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 mass. So, yeah, it may not be the same, but the dudes is doing cosmetic things. They get in the hairlines, not just airbrush. They get in the implants and the the tattoos and all the things. So there is a piece that of men that feel like they also have a standard as far as image-wise that they're willing to make actual changes, go through actual procedures. No, absolutely. I'm not denying that. So... Yes, men go through those changes, whether it be the hairlines and the and the things, uh, hair, toupees and all that. Because you know. the weaves is popping. Yeah, right. All of that, all of those things, um, and not to the nowhere near the rate of women performing. You know, and risking. That's the that's really what we, we, I, is, is the caveat the, here. Yeah, is risking. Their health. I don't know any man who passed away or was seriously injured getting their hair dyed or hairline. Please stop. <laughs> but I get it because there is. I understand that there's an extended risk, and that's just the nature of the of the things that we're trying to do. Right? We're we're going under to get the corrections that we want made, and for whatever reason, even if it is like. A, a woman who's nurtured her baby and she's like, as soon as this baby is off these boobs, I'm lifting them up. All of that aside, but it's still, to, to what I'm trying to get to is that the men still feel the need to rise to a standard. Yeah, well, so, yes, yes. That, to answer your question in, in black and white, yes. 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 So where does that come from? It The, the crazy thing is, it comes from y'all. Explain. It comes because what well, ain't no, I don't know. I don't know, men, I don't know men, nobody that's like, men, uh, please get your hairline. Men, what I'm saying is, men, we we like peacocks. 
right? The brighter your feather are, your br your, the, the brighter your feathers are and the broader they are, the, sh the quicker you shake them. The other women peacocks is like, ooh, look at that. <laughs> look at him. He okay. got four colors on his tail. You know what I'm saying? So when we're, when, when we're trying to be attractive to women, you know what I mean? How many women you know want a guy with a receding hairline? With a ball patch in the middle of, the, of their head? How many women do you know want a man who don't take care of his body? You know what I'm saying? How many women do you know? Well, and obviously we know they exist, but how many, how many really? In my sphere of influence, I think we are more, we give more grace. But I think we give grace from the sake of we want grace. Y'all give little grace. We don't give little grace. Y'all give little grace. We give grace. a lot of grace. You, you guys because give grace. Because we gonna be like, baby, just cut that off. Just cut your hair. Exactly. You give grace in the areas that you can stand. That's not true. Because we'll grace. tell you, like, just cut that hair off. Because if he say no, if he say no, at the next all-girls game night, I'm like, girl, that, oh, he pissed me off when he don't, mm, I just wish he would cut that off. Well, yes, but that's exactly. Because, but so that's you because give grace. We're like, because we're like, you don't, you are obviously, the only reason why we would tell you to cut it off is if you obviously are bothered by it. No. Yes. If I was bothered by it, I would have cut it off. No, you just go try to fill it in because you want to hold on to it. Listen. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the people that want to hold on so desperately that they're willing to do these alternate things to get it done. You're, 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 you're so dissatisfied that you're trying to go through other measures to fix it as opposed to the other thing to a woman to just say, baby, your body is fine. You look good. And even these women have men. Like, this, take it, like even in, the, in, in Jack Yo's case, she had a man that doted her, that loved her, that was all about her, which leads to my first point, that we're not doing this for all the time for men. It has to be a projection of other women, of what is... She's in an industry that, that her image is absolutely her dollar. I'm going to take... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I may have an unpopular opinion. Okay. I'm ready. That's what we we live for those here. I may have an unpopular opinion. As a man in the man community, in the man community, when I go to the man delegate delegation to the meetings of men at the barbershop, <laughs> where y'all try to fill in you your hairline, we got we got a secret we got secret meetings too. Y'all know about all across the nation. <laughs> you feel me? But when I think about it, as a whole, I don't think men encourage women to go get those surgeries. I'm going to tell you what I believe. Because, again, just like I told you, you know, uh, um, about what beauty was 20 years ago and stuff like that, though, we, we liked Holly Berry just fine. We liked Stacey Dash just fine. You know what I'm saying? We liked all of these women back in those days who were the standard just fine. We didn't ask them to go get surgery. Mm -hmm. we, didn't need, we didn't need them to have all of those things to desire them. What I do believe is that men, because we're visual people, right? If, you, if we see a woman with her boobs out, her butt out, she's attractive, naturally, we're going to gravitate toward that. Mm -hmm. It's just naturally. So because I of the, want, is it because of the perversion of it? Yes, like what, what, sure, where your mind goes? It's for sure because of the perversion of it. Okay, <laughs> without a doubt, you know. So we 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 gravitate to that, and we like, ooh, I want that. So we get it. 
So the women who don't have that think the reason they didn't get chose is because of that. And so then they go and they go get the surgeries, they go get the, make the changes, and they go do the things that they... And here's the crazy thing, I'm going to take it a step further. They still don't get chose. And why are they not getting chose? They're not getting chose still because it don't... When, when, we, when we think about the, the body, there's still other things that come along with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you went and got the body, but you still... I'm still not attracted to you. Or you still got a bad attitude. You know what I'm saying? Or you still don't have those, you know, the sexuality that you have the body. I know people who had when got the body done and they still don't have the sexuality mm-hmm. to use it. The femininity. The femininity to use it. You have it. I can visually and optically see it. You know what I'm saying? But you still act like a boy. Sometimes I wish I had it. You know what I'm saying? Boy. You still, you still awkward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're still the same individual that you are. And that don't change because you went and got your boobs done or your, your BBLs and your lipos and you got a thin waist and things like that. That don't change. So, is it worth the risk? No. It's, it's, it's not even worth the reward. Mm. Because I don't, I don't believe that the, the population of people who do it for those reasons and receive the reward of it are very small. It's very small. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that factor into how that woman who went and got that procedure done still ended up with the millionaire lawyer, the millionaire ball player, the million... You feel feel what I'm saying? Like, you you can't work at Walmart and think you're going to go get your body done and feel like you're going to find a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, because y'all don't even run in the same circles. Y'all don't even run in the same... Yes. You know what I mean? So now, you're not even being rewarded for it. Based on... If if that's your That's what I'm saying. If that's... Yeah, yeah. You're not even even being rewarded for it. And and I will say this, from my perspective, a lot of women... Like I said, I know women who've had some type of procedure done for all types of reasons. I'm an advocate for women who do it, like you said, you know, some women have breast cancer, right? They've had it and they go do the work. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. There's people who had children um, and the the children totally <laughs> destroyed their bodies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Will. Right. Destroyed their bodies. I'm, you know, that may be, because then again, you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. anytime you do something for yourself, it's always worth the risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always bet on yourself. You know what I'm saying? So in moments like that, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. But if your motive, your intent is to do it because you're seeking validation from other people, if you're seeking validation from men, you may go get the surgery and still never get it. Yeah. That's heavy. And I just want to speak to the women as well. Like, in this space, like, what we said in the beginning, your esteem, how you view yourself, if that is being compromised by your image and you feel like the only thing, after self-work, girl, go get you a therapist. Go talk Mm -hmm. to somebody. Absolutely. Get around your community and let them pour into you who you really are. And after receiving that, if you still feel like this is what you want to do, mama, let's go get your thing. 
Um, and then to the point of that, I really want to say this too, because I'm a believer in God's timing. I believe we never can escape God's timing. What's for you is for you. And that includes the day that you're born and the day that you leave here. So for all those who are like, she did this, she risked her life, da, 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 da. Understand that God pulls us out of here when, when he's, he's ready. ready. And that means assignments over. So surgery or not, if she would have went in Miami, she on the beach, she could have closed her eyes and just not woken up. So just don't believe that. Don't believe the hype about what people are saying. Yes, there are risks. There are health challenges and all those things. In time, we live through our decisions. Our decisions do not determine our death date. I believe, me wholeheartedly believe that God ordains that. He is the giver of life and take, uh, taker of life. Even Jesus said on the cross, no one takes my life. I lay it down. And so he is the giver and um, taker of life. And so we submit her, Jackie O, to God, and may she rest in eternal peace. Well, it is time to say that, y'all. It's this segment where we encourage one another to live out loud in our best way and carry this message throughout the week so that we can be encouraged to to just do better, show better. And as much as we say it, hopefully it gets deep down inside of you. So I want you to write it down. I want you to put it on your mirrors. I want you to put it on your social medias and put it in the group chat. Make sure everybody is saying it so that we can all be with one accord. So say this. Say, I am wonderfully made in God's perfect image. Say it again. I am wonderfully made in God's perfect image. Yes! Say that, Royal. Absolutely. You 100% are. I'm so proud of you. I hope that you really do some self-work. Do some good work. Get you somebody. Hey, can we have this conversation? I've been feeling this kind of way about what I'm, what I'm looking like, how my little stuff is situated, and let them pour into you. That's why community is important, because they see you the way that you will never see you. And the, 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 the idea is to get to know ourselves in the way that God does. Okay? So let's pray over this. Father in heaven, you honestly made us in your image. You gave us the best parts of you, and they are deep down inside of us. None of us look alike because you decided that even those born together, even identical twins have different DNA and there are quirks about them that are just not the same. They still have individual fingerprints because you decided that we will all be here, but we will not be the same. Lord, let us find the individual beauty in who we are, whose we are, and then, God, let us look in the mirror and see you. Let us see how perfectly you designed us. And let us embrace that with all of our heart and with all of our might. God, let us put aside the outside influences, the outside noise, and just take some time to sit with who you created us to be. And if for whatever chance, God, we are unable to come to a great big smile about maybe some imperfections that we see, not you, but that we see, God, give us grace to make sound and wise decisions about what we do from here. God, I would like for all of us to look in the mirror and just smile, be confident because you want us to go bold in the earth. 
bold before the people professing your name. We can only do that, God, if we're confident about what is looking and what is being presented in the earth. So God, give us grace for the journeys ahead of us, um, for decisions that we have to make, for weight loss that we want to have, for um, procedures that we want to get done, God, to the person that is contemplating God, rest with them, send your Holy Spirit to give them comfort and sound judgment, and to the family of Jackie O. God, send them comfort like only you can. Show yourself mighty, God. Show yourself as a comforter and show yourself as a keeper. God, you are a keeper. You hold us so close to your bosom, God, that we could not fall without you. And so you are close to the brokenhearted and those who mourn, you mourn right beside them. Give them beauty for ashes. Give them joy for their mourning. And every tear they sow, let them reap a harvest of joy. These and all things, God, we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Yo, if you are my friend and you're watching this episode and you're like, I struggle with that, but I don't have the Holy Spirit. I j you just said that in this prayer. What is even prayer? I, I empathize with you, sis or brother, and I want you to know that everything about this podcast points to God. He is the king. It's dear king, because everything that I do in my life, I point towards the king who I believe sent me to the earth to do good. And so I want to point you to the king. I want you to make a decision today, if it's on your heart, to accept him. Accept the God who created you. You are still his child. You are wonderfully made in his image, and he's ready to receive you as his own. So if you want to do that, go ahead and say a prayer. Just say, God, I invite you into my life to change it for the better. I believe that today can change the rest of my life. I want to receive your sacrifice. Holy Spirit, teach me what I need to know. Change me, restore me, renew me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Today marks the first days of the rest of your life, my friends. I am praising God with you because if you made the decision to invite Christ into your life, he's going to show up for you and he's going to help your unbelief along the way. He's going to nurture you and show himself in your life so much that it won't be deniable. And so I pray that for you. I know that you're going to need help. I want to be a part of your community. So come email me at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com and allow me to pray with you, to resource you, give you some things to read, and just be a part of your community any way that you see fit. Okay? Sounds good? Great. Okay, Royals, we're about to get out of here. I thank you so much for joining us for this deep, deep, deep conversation. I hope it was uh, at least as light as we could possibly make it, but I think it was a necessary and worthy conversation. So please get in the comments and let us know what you, what your thoughts are and how this has impacted what you plan to do moving forward. All right. You can reach me at Dear King Podcast on Instagram or at DearKingPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and wherever you get your audio, make sure you are reviewing and subscribing there as well. My brothers on the socials, where can they find you? Instagram, L-A underscore Z-A-Y underscore zero zero. L-A-Z, because he keep it a hundred. Okay, he will be with us for the rest of this season, so make sure you do not miss the episode. Until next week, goodbye, Royals. 
Is that why you did, honey? Why why you have two zeros? <laughs> I just made it up. I graduated in 2000. Oh. <laughs>